Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You, you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude. Money. It's so freaking good. Good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot co and use code genius 10 at checkout that's g-e-n-i-u-s one zero at hero dot co introducing royal caribbean's newest ship icon of the seas the ultimate family vacation the ultimate six slides eight neighborhoods zero compromise vacation the ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation the ultimate chillin by a different pool every day of the week vacation This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no 
minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And uh, I knew you when you were fat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and now, you know, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's got very it. unnecessary. It, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were hacking and fat. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's even more unnecessary. <laughs> Your business failed. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, yo. I asked. Uh, I asked my boys. I asked my quick little sidebar. I asked yeah. my boys because I'm, I'm. I'm in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have the man here himself. My man grew out his fro nice and curly. You look like Jada Pinkett Smith in the early days. I love it. Sexy as hell. Toxic, though. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic. <laughs> so we got to update everybody on your whole life because you had the studio out in Houston, which was popping. It was super fucking dope. Yeah. And it's gone. Out of nowhere, I saw this post that says, no more. Man, legendary, right? <laughs> this will just be dropping bombs on people out of nowhere. No heads up. Just like, Man, we closing. I'm like, I'll tell you what, I didn't know we're closing either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you were surprised. <laughs> Motherfucker, I was surprised. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, I learned when y'all learned. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yo, uh, yeah, man, I, I uh, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Chris Sosa, by the way. Almost, you gave, you gave me the the fro. The the, the fro took over. Bro. Oh, that's right. My the bad. This is, this is this is a uh, Chris Sosino. Yeah. <laughs> Christino Sosino. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. I like it. Christino Sosino. Yeah, I love it. All right, I'll put it. Hey, yo. So, uh, but yeah, man, I was in Houston for two years. It went so quick, bro. It's crazy that it was two. It's kind of insane because of how, what pandemic did. Because it yeah. feels like you left like yesterday, and now you're yeah. back here immediately. Yeah, bro, it's wild. I was I was out there. I went out there in 2020. My brother convinced me uh, to make the move. Uh, it it just made sense, you know. I, I was still making. I could make money from anywhere because I, you know, working online, creating content, producing and stuff over at All Def. And uh, yeah, I was at home. I, I was out back home. I'm from Houston, and so I was back home and with the fam. Uh, uh, I got nephews, so I was Theo mode, you know, and uh, uh, this studio, this opportunity just like fell in my lap. You know what I mean? Like this building that said lease on it. And I, I called the number and uh, uh, the, the numbers and everything. When I, when I found out all the numbers, I was paying, I was paying more for one bedroom out here mm-hmm. than what that was, you know, over there. So uh, I learned so much about, you know, contractors and build outs and uh, uh, the lumber. Lumber's going up. Oh, you know, lumber's lumber, expensive. Yeah, lumber is, yeah, yeah, for sure. Bro. Apparently, we, we don't have trees anymore. <laughs> the trees don't exist anymore. Straight up, bro. They, they figured it out, bro. They pay, they basically put Supreme on all the trees. For, nah, <laughs> it's crazy because they're like, oh, we don't have any more beef. Now mm. beef prices are going up. It's like, what the fuck does that have to do with trees? They just figured out, bro, that they just they just made everything one of one. <laughs> you know what There's saying? only one tree. It's only one and tree. And we got to split it with the whole world. <laughs> pick, pick, choose wisely. But uh, but yeah, man, it was just uh, we we I I honestly, man, like it was it was like the dopest experience, bro. And I I created some dope uh uh, uh moments and and like I know it impacted a bunch of people, man. A lot of people who came in to my building, it was always like a everybody was always just kind of like looking at the walls and the lighting. And people, a lot of people complimented the lighting of how I set it up, and uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun, you know. Then it was February, February first. I get hit up by Issa Rae. Oh shit. She emails me and uh she's like, 
hey, I was uh, casually talking up to about you to my the head of my uh, management company, Color Creative, and uh, you know, I was talking about how talented you are, and and she asked if I could introduce y'all. Is that cool? And I'm like. Of course. Yeah, what you mean? Why, yeah. why are you asking? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's just really cool about that. She's always would ask, be like, hey, is it okay if I give yeah. you a role in my show? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And so um that from from that point, yo, like uh, the momentum was was uh started rolling and it and it was shifting. Like my like my mentality and everything. Cause yo, this is this is my my passion, my dream to be an entertainer. Yeah. And so like as a business owner. I'm 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 not there, you know. But as a, as an entertainer, I'm like answering these emails. I'm having meetings with these execs and all these stuff. And uh, ironically, the most momentum I've gotten in my career was happened when I moved from LA. When I, when I wasn't in LA, yeah. you know what I mean. But um, but it was also because of the uh, traction and attention that I was doing because of what the studio was, what what it was bringing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, all of that all of that happened for a reason, you know. And so. Because of that, you know, things uh weren't things weren't money wasn't coming in that way it's supposed to. My focus wasn't there, and uh, a lot of uh, it got it got harder like towards the end. But it was weird. Though. It was it was it was definitely a, a um like two sides of it. It was like business isn't going good, but career is going great. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it was like uh, it, man, I got I got I got the letter, bro. I got the letter. It was like, hey, like you owe this much. And we need to buy this day. How, how much was rent? By this time. At the spot. How much was rent was at the spot? <laughs> oh, 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 I was paying like uh, uh, three G's. Or okay. Three, okay. Three, three G's. Yeah. And so, um, and and mind you, like this is, I, I I didn't have no investors, no no loans. This is money out of my pocket, bro. I'm paying, I'm paying. I, there was months where I had like no business coming in. I'm just paying the rent. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, man. Yeah, bro. I had no idea. You I mean, you have, you have, you guys have a few restaurants, you know? Oh yeah. This shit gets rough, man. Bro, bro, yeah, man. This is this is one of those things, bro, where like I have no business experience. I remember, bro, I was talking to you about that, right? Mm -hmm. I was telling you, I was like just seeing like how that stuff runs and you know, and and like no business plan, bro. I just really just went off of straight my own knowledge and experience. It was wild, bro. I mean, it's hard because like when you open up a business, you kind of when you are the sole proprietor of that business, mm -hmm. you are tied to that thing. Mm -hmm. There is no escape unless you create the escape. So you set up management, money flows really well. Yeah. But that's like a long time commitment. So for most people who don't open up businesses, right? Like typically what happens is, let's say you're in the restaurant business. Yeah. Most restaurants fail. I think it was like, I forgot what the statistic was. It was like 95% or some shit. That's Ooh. how much, that's how much restaurants fail in a span of five years. Mm -hmm. um, within those five years, at most, you'll be lucky if you recoup back your investment. Yeah. And that's if you're lucky within those five years. Some yeah. people happen to be very, very fortunate and they recoup it a lot faster. Um, but... I think for a lot of us too, and I'm trying to get some of my business partners, you know, involved too in, in this kind of idea of learning how to create a business where you don't have to always be present. Mm -hmm. When you make a business where you're the sole person there, uh, everything is based on you. If if you're not if you're not about it, you're not in it a hundred percent. That whole shit's going to fail. Yeah. And then finding the right people to kind of take over is also very hard. Like finding good employees or good partners is very, very fucking difficult. Absolutely, Because you'll find out people don't care about the stuff that you care about as much as you do. Right. And then, number one, it pisses you off. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, two, it creates bad business. Yeah. Right? And three, it hinders growth. I opened up that studio in the north side of Houston. I'm from, I'm from Humble. You know, I was raised in Humble, Texas. And so it was in that area. 
Now, a lot of people were saying like, why'd you open it here? You know, and not in Houston, like mm-hmm. downtown or like in the loop that they would say that like, this is like- This the, is where it's popping. Yeah, it's where it's popping. It's also like the, they have studios there too, music studios or art studios and stuff. It would be but like way smarter to do it there. But I was just so, um, I was so like, uh, um, I don't even know the word. I was just so stern on the idea of like, I want to do it. I wanted my first one to be in my hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I had a place like this when I was growing up and I'm able to do it. So like, I'm happy that I made that decision. I, I have no, I have no regrets, bro. I just, I, I, again, bro, like whenever, whenever it happened, uh, I was kind of just like, well, this needed to happen because, you know, this is one of the, this is one of the, the the things that I'm gonna have to sacrifice and let go because the next part of my life, like this is actually the end of the beginning of my life, right? Yeah, Kinda yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, You know what I mean? So like that's that's how I that's how I took it, bro. And like ever since I've been back in L.A., bro, it's been nonstop, bro. And well, you back in L.A. now? Back in L.A., bro. And and I I got here on a Saturday. Sunday I performed at the Laugh Factory, and uh, uh, that was that was a dope like opportunity. Because um, I have uh, I have a really big network that was wanted to come check me out, and uh, it rhymes with uh, FBO. Okay, <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> so they um they had interest in uh, in, in checking me out, and they let me know like, yo, whenever you whenever you're in town, let us know. We'll we'll come check you out. And I kind of like kind of called their bluff on it. You know, mm-hmm. I was I I, I, I got a show on Sunday. I knew that. Yeah, I was like, I got a show. Uh, I'm going to be out there these dates. I'm going to perform on this day, on Sunday. <clears throat> and the thing was, is that I hit up uh, the producer. Shout out to Lonnie. Lonnie's the one who uh, the produced Chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory. And I hit her up. I was like, yo, like, um, I know that it's, that it's filled, that your, your show's filled up already. It, you have, it's a long line to like, you know, she has a rotation. She has everything going. I haven't performed there in over two years. And I was like, uh, is there any way I can slide in, you know, and get a spot? And she was like, I'm fully booked, but is there a reason? Like, do you, is there something you need me to slide you in for? And she kind of had that intuition, which yeah. was cool. That was so dope of her. She didn't yeah. have to. She could have just said, no, nah, I'm full. And I was like, well, I have this network that's coming to check me out. And uh, I've been in, in these uh, these meetings and I feel like they, they, they want to see me and I want to be on a dope stage to perform on, to show them. And she was like, I knew it was something dope. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you eight minutes. Uh, which show do you want to be on the first or second? And I was like, which show do these execs come to usually? And she was like, they usually come to the first show because it's Sunday. You know, they mm. get in and out. And so that's what I did. Booked it and let them know. And they never confirmed with me that they were going to come. But they showed up. Bro, I performed and did my thing. And then we went next across the street with my boys. And they were, we were just talking about the show. And we're, uh, you know, eating and stuff like that. And I get an email, bro. And it's like at 1030 at night. And I performed at, at 7, 730. And so uh, they email and it's from them. And they're like, Chris, thank you for inviting us. You have great stage presence. We love the performance. And uh, your wedgie joke had us crack it up. Right? <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. What I la- Look, listen. What I lack in language, I gain in moves, people. Oh, I get down. Salsa, merengue, bachata, taco Tuesday. I get down. That was the one thing that my pops taught me. That's the one thing. Hey, Chris, hey, stupid, come in here. <laughs> you can't speak it in Spanish, but it's okay. You can't speak it for a while. We're in America, we talk English. Listen to me. My English is perfect. Listen to me. We speak English. The one thing that can bring everybody together is what? Dancing. So I'm going to teach you right now. Listen to me. 
listening to me and look at what I say. You're gonna take it your hand. You're gonna take it your hand. You're gonna give yourself a wedgie. Mira, let it give yourself a wedgie. Okay. Mira, toma, toma, toma. And you take it out with no hands. Mira, wah, 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 wah. Hey, yo, I'm Chris Sosi. I appreciate y'all coming out. Y'all have a great night. Right. And that's how I knew they went because they, they were. They yeah, they saw the reference. Yeah. yeah, they referenced a joke, bro. So I was like, I was like, yo, they came. And all the homies were like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? It was super cool that they did that. They didn't tell me. They didn't even see me. They just saw my performance. And what if you bombed? Exactly. That bro. shit would have been a disaster. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, I was uh, I was very confident, bro. I I I, I that's, that's actually I'm like I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because that's something to, to to think about, right? Like, what if I did bomb, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that I've been like, uh, something happened to me in Houston, bro. Like, uh, in, a, in, broke, a, in a that's great what way. You said, well, I went broke. Yeah. <laughs> this said going broke changes you. <laughs> when you got nothing to lose, hey, what, what, what? <laughs> When you literally have nothing to lose because you have nothing. Facts, bro. You know You what? don't give a fuck yeah, anymore. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, probably. That definitely probably had another, a, a big influence on it, man. But like just being around my family, being around my crew, bro, like my my boys and my cousins and like, you know, I got back dancing, bro. Like my cousins, they 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 travel the world breakdancing. And so I got back in it. And then same thing with my art. And with the studio, like, and having those, and having those shows, I've been, I, I work my material, I'm working my shit, my crowd work is just boom, 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 right? And so by the by the time I'm here at the Laugh Factory, I'm already knowing, like, I'm I'm good, like, yeah, you got your hours in, yeah, man. I feel like I got my my work in, bro, and and then even with that, like, this whole look, bro, like my hair, I honestly do, I I I really let go of like. What do I want to do with my hair, bro? Because I was like, I'm always, I was like insecure about my hair, like fades or what's the the new look or this. And I was just like, man, I'm just gonna let it rock. I'm you just went full Haitian auntie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went full for real, bro. I got this whole like shaggy thing going yeah. on, you know. Uh, so you know, I just let it rock, bro. And then even with the shades too, bro. I made a, I made a choice. I was just like, man, I, I like, I like how who I am. I like the feeling that I'm rocking, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I mean, I think bro. that's very important. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it. it's so freaking good you could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. i mean they even have burger breads right so if you want to make a, a fire ass burger they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as i do dude money it's so freaking good it's hard to say which one of my favorite stuff is just because like if i'm gonna make a wrap or i'm gonna do any type of sandwich of any sort i'm gonna use hero bread because i get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite so genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero 
dot co and use code genius 10 at checkout that's g-e-n-i-u-s one zero at hero dot co angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Important, like I was watching some of your your, your stand up clips, and you look a lot more confident. Like you look like you know your voice now. Like this is my stand up. This is what I do, and you are all going to laugh. Yeah, and I think that's the hardest thing to ever acquire in stand up is to find your voice. I always was confused about that. I'm like, my voice is my voice. This is the <laughs> voice right now. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And but. so, like you know, when we talk about observations of like not just stand up, but anything that you do in life, and just your voice, like who you are, you know. Obviously, stage presence voice is very different from you know how we apply it to other people who don't do entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. But when you don't, when you're not comfortable in your own skin, everything starts to fall apart yeah. because now you're trying to take a little bit of everybody else's shit, but you're not really focusing on what makes you you. Yeah, and I think that's like the hardest part about stand up because when you see a lot of stand ups, you know, like I used to watch a lot of uh, comedy shows, like because it's fun, fun to go. Yeah, and I started noticing like, oh. There's a difference into what what makes other people great and what makes people kind of funny. Yeah, like you're kind of funny because you got some jokes, but I could probably hear your joke and your delivery from a million other comics. Yeah, bro, I don't want that. Yeah, and I feel like what people don't understand too, everybody does about the same jokes. Yeah, everybody has pretty similar life experiences. Is about how you twist it, how you say it, how you present it. Straight up. And when you don't have your own voice, it just sounds like everybody else's jokes. Yeah, bro. And I was like, damn. That's the biggest difference. That's why Dave Chappelle is who Dave Chappelle is. Right. Dave Chappelle can command an audience just by his voice and what he says alone. And nobody does what Dave Chappelle does. Right. Even somebody like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has his own style. Yeah. D-Ray Davis has his own style. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, just name any comic that you have and you know who they are. Right. I think that's why like Brendan Schaub gets like picked on a lot, mm. you know, because he's doing these specials that don't have to be specials when he hasn't found out his voice yet. Mm. You know? Because gotcha. I was looking at his, you know, I made a lot of jokes about his special that he really released recently, the Gringo Poppy. And it was just me, you know, making jokes like a lot of comics were doing. Yeah. But in all honesty, like I respect his hustle. 
I heard about this actually. Yeah, did you well, see the stand up? No, but I've I heard can tell about you're still awake. So there's oh. like <laughs> there's still like a, like, hold on a second. I'm kidding. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Oh yeah, I'm, I got I'm you. kidding. But that was nice. Great yes. time. <laughs> great time. Yeah, tell you what. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like uh, Tim Dillon said something great. Because uh, you know all these comic people, they kind of they fuck with each other, right? And yeah. they don't want to to rag on another comic because they would hate for that to come back to them. Straight up. But I think for him, the you know it's a big topic. You know, he gets roasted pretty hard about a stand-up special. And Tim Dillon kind of stated it the best. He goes, the problem with the special is that that material wasn't special worthy. Oh. Like, those are jokes that you could have kept in a small room, worked it, and then made special worthy content. Gotcha. Because there's a difference. Like, in, you know, I think what I started noticing too was certain comics, especially because they had the whole Netflix is not a joke series. If you guys haven't seen that, a lot of big comics get to bring their friends on and give them a stage so they could the world gets to see them. Word. So what I started noticing is like, oh, I've seen these people before at mm-hmm. the comedy store, or whatever. And they were funny, killing it in this room. But they would try to perform their small room jokes in front of a big crowd. Gotcha. And it's different. Yeah. It's fucking different. Yeah. And so when I watched Netflix as a joke and Bill Burr was bringing his friends out, uh, uh, Pete Davidson was bringing his friends out. And I'm like, I've seen these guys like at the store, Laugh Factory, whatever. And they were funny. And I see them on the stage and I'm like, oh, they haven't found their voice yet. They know their voice in this small room, but mm-hmm. when they're putting it out on a stage, it sounds very uncomfortable and yeah. it's not hitting. It's just not funny. Word. And I'm like, oh, that's the biggest difference to why Bill Burr is who Bill Burr is. Mm-hmm. Even somebody like Pete Davidson, who's not my favorite comic, honestly, but his material works on a big stage and I still think it's funny. Yeah. So that's like the thing. It's like finding your voice and your flow is very fucking important. And when I saw your clips, I was like, oh, it looks like you kind of found your shit. Nice. Like you're not, you're not trying to do these one-off jokes. These things kind of like connect into something bigger, which is very, very fucking hard to do. It's so fucking hard, you know? Yeah, Yeah, bro. I've been, I've been doing it. Like I've been doing that for, uh, uh, trying to figure out the whole, I think I found my voice in Houston, bro, to be honest, because, um, like I said, I had, I put in the hours, I put in that time and it was in an intimate space, bro. my studio can only fit, uh, uh, 50 people, you know? And, um, and it was like, and because there's only 50 and it's such a tight room, the every row was the front row. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so I was able to like crowd work, like yeah, crowd work, bro, crowd work, bro. And like, and like, and also come back and make the, make these connect over here. This person connect over here. And then, you know what I mean? So, um, I was doing it. And then also even like when I, when I have to work the crowd, like if they're, it's not going my way, I have to figure out that how to. That is so hard, dude. Yeah. That shit gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, I just recently, that recently happened on my birthday show at the Ha Ha. Mm. I, uh, 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 I, I had to, I had to like kind of build their trust. You know what I mean? And then um, there was a comic that didn't do so well, like in the mid show. I uh, just kind of fucked up the mood a bit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. There was, there was a, there was a, there was a bomb for sure in the middle of the show. And so I, I was hosting. And so as the host, it's our job to bring them back up for the next comic because it's not fair for the next comic you're like it's not it's not you know their problem and so um you know i i knew like i mean some comics they they'll talk shit about the person who bombed but that's not me bro like i i don't know that's not really my style and uh i i hate it when it happened to me when i bomb and the next the comic comes, mm. the host gets back up and they fucking make it worse you know, they fuck they, the daggers already in there, but they're twisting it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I just left it alone. Like I, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even acknowledge it. I just went on stage and went about another set, you yeah. know, and 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 got them back. But all of that just comes with experience. And then what, now that I'm like, uh, I am feeling like I found my voice, you know. So it's cool to hear that from you. But um, I'm just kind of like, I'm just, I'm just trusting. I trust myself a lot more. 
You know, I just, I know, I like that confidence. It, it, it took a while to, uh, to get, but I, I didn't realize when I, when I moved back to Houston, I didn't realize that a lot of, I had a lot of uh, um, holes and voids and stuff that I was like, I, was, I had in LA. Because in LA, it's all about the grind. It's all about the hustle. It's all about the network. It's all about, you have to kind of do, but the, run this game that you kind of lose yourself a little bit. And I didn't realize I lost myself, you know? And, yeah, and like you, you kind of don't focus on what makes you special. You kind of focus on networking so much and yeah. trying to get people to give you a leg up versus like creating your own opportunities. Yeah. And that's the the really difficult part, right? Yeah. And I think like for me personally, the biggest thing that I'm going through is complacency, right? Because yeah. I've, I've done a lot more than I expected I was going to do. Gotcha. And now it's like, okay, you have to refocus and think of a bigger goal. Mm. Like, do you still want to be in entertainment? Do you want to do stand-up? Do you want to do these things? Yeah. And until like... Oh, you're questioning getting back on stage? Maybe. I mean, I've always wanted to go back, but then the, the hard part for me about this too, it has nothing to do with fear. It has everything to do with like, I know the amount of work it takes to be a great stand-up. And it's such a struggle and it's so hard. And the only reason why this struggle would make sense is if I want the end result. Gotcha. If I don't want the end result, all this stuff annoys me. Because before mm. it never annoyed me. Because before it was like, I want to be one of the bigger stand-up comics out here. Like, yeah. I want to be that different Asian stand-up besides everybody else doing Ching Chong jokes 24 fucking 7. So if I do Asian jokes, it's going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> said Ching Chong and it t- tickled me. Yeah. <laughs> it tickled you. you so, know, <laughs> the, the racism that are in our text messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those can never be released. Those can never be released, bro. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but when I had that, like bombing didn't affect me. You know, it did. Okay, it affected me, but it was like, ah, oh, that's just a a piece to the puzzle that I'm going to process. Fix. It's a process. Yeah. But because I don't have that goal of being a big stand up anymore, that the the bombs hurt a little more. They don't um. feel. They don't feel like I'm going to. I, I care about it a lot more now. Because mm. now it's just like, oh, why am I doing this? You think it's because you also have a brand to withhold too? Uh, I don't know if so I give you, a fuck about so my brand. So you, so you bomb, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those like, damn, David So just bombed. Well, I do now. You know what I'm saying? You I wasn't I mean? thinking that before, but thanks a lot. Dude. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> now man. I'm sweating. No, but I mean, that could be that, that could be it subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, you didn't really think well, it. I, but I mean, I've definitely bombed a lot. So it's like, I know what that experience feels like, right? You know, like, especially mm. just going up on stage, trying your best and having not, not anybody laugh. Yeah. That shit hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how many years you do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like, you're, oh, fuck, yeah. hey. You're not going to get off stage going, that was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> I go off. I'm like, yo, shit, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, straight up. And I feel like that every fucking time, but it didn't matter because I'm mm. like, hey, I'm going to do better. I'm going to work this joke. Yeah. I was just like, I do so I then, care too. So then what has, you, uh, what has you questioning going, do I hate the stage again? I hate a lot of comics out there. I don't think they're good. And I'm like, oh. I feel like I'm better. Right. Gotcha. Even the, even the, cause I mean, it's not that I'm better because I am. I feel like I can if I work on it. Yeah. Right. And you want to buy, you want to back up your shit talking. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Which you can. Which, you know, like, listen, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when I travel, I do stand up. They've heard it. It's, it's, it's all right. Like, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? So, but now it's like, I have to make a set now. Cause mm. I, I think one of my bucket lists is I do want to do a special. I don't care where the fuck it goes, it'll yeah. go on YouTube, it'll go on fucking. I don't know, Vimeo. As long as I do it and I get it done. Yeah. And in all honesty, if I wanted to, I could probably write one tomorrow and fucking perform it next week. But who knows if it'll be good. (laughs) I don't know if it'll be good. It's funny in my head, but it's always different when you perform it. 
man, you're a funny motherfucker, bro. You know, and I've seen that, and I've seen your stand up, but I, you know, I know you, and 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 the and the conversations we have, you're you're quick, bro. Your 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 comebacks, your rebuttals, your stings. They're fucking quick, bro. You know so what I like mean? I made so, fun of a lot as a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? When you're like that Asian kid in the all-black neighborhood, everybody roasts you so fucking hard yeah, every day. Yeah. And I remember just like one day, and I told the story before on the podcast where I would get mad before mm-hmm. when people would make fun of me. Yeah. And then what, what happens is when you get mad, that's the reaction they want. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is come back with them with words. Words, fighting back with words is 10 times more powerful than you saying you can beat somebody up. Right. You look weak. Yeah. So, like, when you're in a, if you kind of grow up, like, you know, in a, in a ghetto-ass area, everybody just has jokes. Right. Walking to the barbershop, they're fucking clowning on you. You yeah. fucking show up with something mismatched, they make fun of you. Yeah. You don't say anything back, you're just the bitch all Straight the time. Up, bro. And yeah. it's exhausting, yeah. dude. I watched that show with uh, 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 Patrick Cloud with the Roast, the roast me. me, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that, oh my God. that reminds me of my childhood so much, I get PTSD. Bro, you should get on there. <laughs> think so that shit gives me ptsd because i'm like that reminds me every time i got a haircut and i had to fucking prep jokes so i just want to sit in that chair and have people roast me for an hour straight getting fucking lined up yeah and i'm like that gives me ptsd yeah bro hey yo uh dumbfounder has been on a few episodes and he's out his ground bro well that's why he's been back he's a he's a battle rapper oh well yeah but i mean he got his He got his jokes ready. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And Tim was on there too. Mm-hmm. Is that racist that I'm just saying Asian people for you? For you? <laughs> just say, I'm saying you could do it too. I could do it too. I could. <laughs> the funny thing is too is like we we did that shit. Uh, it, not roast me, but it was the thing that it kind of bit off roast me. The that MTV did. It kind of. Let's just say what it is, bro. It did. Okay. All, right, all right, cool. Right. That was for Pat. That was for you, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they kind of bit off the format. I actually didn't know about Pat Show. Gotcha. Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, that is a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's his show for yeah, sure. Word. Either way, you can't replicate what he did to that show Straight because up. the driving force of that is Patrick Cloud. Straight up. He is the heart and soul of that show. You don't yeah. have the heart and soul of that show. How do you expect that show to do well? Yeah. Often imitated. And it came duplicate. from an authentic place. Yeah. Like they they were roasting in the office, just like uh I, I remember it, this is this is Kev's story to share, but I mean it, it he he shared it, you know. It's a mm-hmm. uh, he he came to work with a with a denim uh vest mm-hmm. and um the the lady at the front some white chick and she said something but it but it was in a way of like the the delivery seemed innocent but it was a roast bro mm-hmm. like is I don't even know the exact thing she said but it was like one of those like oh is that what you chose to wear type of thing mm-hmm. and the office went crazy and from that moment on it opened up the floodgates of like oh we're gonna roast. And they and the the roasting the roasting started happening and then and then it was like yo like if you didn't have anything to roast with bro like you kind of had to like not go to work because I would go to that office bro and like that's, that's, that's a whole art bro that shit art. is exhausting dude. yeah bro and the funny thing is like when I was growing up as a kid like roasting was like my roast my roast ability now is so much weaker because I just haven't been doing it. Mm. You know, like it doesn't really come as quick as it used to. Yeah. But one of the things I used to always fuck up on is I would always take it too far. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah, that was me. Yeah, that's because I can't roast, so yeah. I would just hurt feelings. Exactly. Someone would be like, you know, make an Asian joke or some shit. I was like, didn't your dad leave you yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> you fucking fatherless motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, Don't talk to me. Talk to me when you oh, get a dad, man. bitch. Yeah, you know. Bro. And then people be like, <gasps> I'm like, well. I thought we were roasting. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man, yeah. It's uh, it 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 sucks. It's never good when uh. 
That's that's kind of been that's been my thing too. That's why I don't roast and, unless I just know and I'm confident this is gonna hit, which is very rare in the roasting world. Uh, I, I just stay away from it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've done it before and and it hurts feelings, bro. And it, and it actually, I feel like it makes relationships a little weird moving forward. And it's just like, damn. My best friend used to say this shit about roasted. me when it came to roasting. He was like, he goes, your problem is, is that you're very good at finding people's insecurities and then you just rip into them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he goes, you need to fucking bring it down a yeah. level. Like uh, he has a sister, right? And mm-hmm. then she she made like one light joke. It wasn't even that big. And I just looked at her. I was like, What's up with your fucking big ass forehead? <laughs> he looks at me and goes, oh. <laughs> and you see the, her spirit leave her body. Bro. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I did oh, it again. Man, then it's bro. not even really much of a roast. It's just a fact. But yeah. it's one of, you could tell it's like one of their biggest insecurities and shit. Bro, I called Kev on stage hacky, bro. <laughs> oh, and, that it shit. Was, and, it, and it hurt him. And, and, and my thing was like, he was roasting me. Uh-huh. And, and and literally, bro, it was like in between, it was like it was like between takes on great taste. And he's like sitting in front of me. And uh uh it was like, you know, it was a roasting environment, you know what I mean? And he threw a roast out, or even he was maybe he was roasting me on camera or some shit. I had nothing, but I was like, I just recently saw him, you know, do stand-up. And I was like, yo, Kev, you know, that was the first time I saw you do stand-up. He was like, Was it really? Said, yeah, it's a little hacky, but <laughs> like that, right? Yeah, it was really soft. Very soft, very subtle, but it was enough. Yeah. That yeah. like that fucked him up, bro. He turned around to me and was like, yo, you don't have to like my comedy. You a lot of you know, he he and he got like defensive. And I was like, whoa, we were roasted. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was throwing a roast at you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh and he let me know, bro. Like the next day, he was like, Yo, you really messed me up with that. And I I genuinely apologized to him. I said, Yo, my man, like we was. I was roasting, bro, and and I don't even roast like that, you know what I'm saying? But I was cornered, and yeah. so and I didn't, and, and I went for that, and I and I know, bro. What's the worst that you could tell a comedian, bro? That yeah. they're hacky, right? And you know whether whether if if whether it hurts you or if it hurts you even more, that's up to you. That you know what I'm saying? Like that that's your own personal thing. But like you know that that like uh, he would he would throw that at me. He would he would text me like like. Even he hasn't done it like recently, but like throughout the years, he'd be like, remember when you called me hacky? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bro, you still think about that? He's like, it haunts me, bro. I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? See, for me too, like the only thing that would probably really affect me is like if a comic I really looked up to called me hacky, it would hurt so bad, right? For those who don't really understand what that is, hacky is like easy... It's the N word for comics. <laughs> it's very offensive. It yeah, hurts. Yeah. So you're basically you're telling a comic that your your comedy is just like low fruit. It's, it's, it's trash. It's, it's caca poo poo jokes. Yeah. You know, they're not really that hard. They're just kind of like, all right, it's just hacky, you know? This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. My lovely genius brain farts. You need to make sure and understand that you need to check in on your mental health and BetterHelp is there for you. I've been using it for years and you guys know how much I love it. And I always talk about mental health because it's important. Your thoughts are important. Things that you need to get off your chest is important. If you're stressed out from everyday life, try online therapy because BetterHelp is right there for you. And I'm telling you right now, it is easy. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours you can do it through video phone and live chat therapy sessions right at your fingertips our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com genius that's better h-e-l-p.com genius 
But a comedian, yo, a comedian's told me that before. Like I had, I had a joke that was about um, uh, uh, back in back when Turn Up, and we say, man, we're about to turn up. Like when it first came out, you know. And I and I and I I thought I I made a pretty good joke. It was one of my first time like mm-hmm. first written jokes where I was like, man, everybody's saying turn up, turn up, turn up. What's gonna be the next thing? What's after turn up? You know. Um, and I was gonna I said that it's it, it, it's gonna go to like death. Like tonight we're gonna die tonight, mm-hmm. bro. Y'all down? Are y'all <laughs> down to get together and just kill ourselves? Yeah. You know. And so uh, I went with that. But then uh, uh, the host one night, and he's seen my set, you know, uh, he's seen that before a few times. And he told me, he was like, yo, that joke's kind of hacky. And I was like, what? Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was pretty good, you know, and I, and I, and I worked it because I, 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 yeah, I, I, I talked to, I went into like, uh, you know, we're in a, we're in a laundromat and we didn't have to turn up, we'd turn up anywhere. And it was like, bro, we're going to take shots of bleach, bro. We're going to kill ourselves. I just yeah. kind of just went for it. He was like, it was hacky. And I was like, damn. And and I remember that like well one I never said that joke after that I, after that I, I I stopped using it and I'm glad I did but it was just one of those things where it's like I mean you take it and you you, you figure out what you're gonna do about it you know what I mean I mean you there's a lot of it. like it, in my personal opinion a lot of comics who do hacky jokes that are very very successful though like for some reason like I guess like that's my gripe with a lot of like uh, certain Asian comics mm. they see a crowd of white people and they gear their jokes to make white people laugh about Asian people mm. and I hate that yeah that shit fucking pisses me off yeah. there's a few comics like i don't know them personally right but in my mind it's like why you gotta do that yeah yeah like, why you gotta bring your culture down just to make these people laugh yeah you know like your your stand-up is probably good without it right you know but then right. you have to make these people laugh at stuff that you know that'll make them laugh yeah. and that's what i mean about finding your voice and i i i have a tendency to do that when i get nervous i go yeah. back to the stuff that i know will incite a reaction but it's not the material i want to do because it's hacky yeah. It's hacky to always just scream and have no point in it. Like, yeah, getting loud and stuff is very important, you know, when you have a, like a certain ebb and flow with your shit. Yeah. But it has to go somewhere. Yeah. And I would have this thing where I would get nervous when I was younger and I would just instantly do a quick Asian accent because it would make them laugh. And I'm like, this is pointless. Like that Asian accent only works if you set it up right, if there's a purpose to the shit. Right, Other than right. that, you're just using your culture and you're just fucking it up just to make these people comfortable because they want to make fun of you because you're Asian. Right. And then you get nervous and that's what you give them. Yeah. A lot of Asian comics do that shit and it bothers me. It fucking irritates the fuck out of me. Right. Right. And I, I think that's the shit that always makes me nervous. It's like, that's all the reason I want to go back to comedy. It's like, I could do better than this. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I, I, don't, I don't know too many Asian comics and they're definitely out there who have, you know, we I talked about this with a personal friend of mine too. He goes, yeah, like it's hard for me sometimes to, I just, I don't, I, I always default to talking about Asian shit, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I don't think it's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And I think just he's he's a little critical on himself yeah. because I feel like a lot of black comics talk about their blackness a lot, yeah. right? But it's a matter of if you don't have that, what else do you have to offer? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like what are your thoughts? Right. Like I'll use Dave Chappelle as a great example. I always use Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle doesn't position, you know, stereotypical black jokes as his go-to fall, fall, like fallback. Right. He talks about his thoughts, his perspective, and puts a spin on these things. Right. Versus a lot of other people who kind of use their culture as a crutch, and I don't want to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if I do do stand-up, I got to make sure that, yeah, listen, like I said, I think accents are funny, and it's, it's our right to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Because if you're Asian, you grew up with that shit, use it in your fucking stand-up. Yeah. Just how you go about it is different. You know? Right. Yeah, I use mine, and, and, I, and I use mine because 
I, I can't speak Spanish. Yeah. So the best thing that I have is a talk like this. I could do the accent all the time and I and I can convince people that maybe, maybe English is my second English. You yeah. Know? But I but I do that and I and I, and that's why it's like, okay. And, and I, I it's it's the thing where it's like, um, you know, man, white people do this. Man, us Latino people, we don't do that. <laughs> Latinos, we do this. And it's kind of yeah. like, uh but see, like the, the the funny part of the joke isn't the accent though. It's the it's the inside jokes about the culture that's funny. Right. That's why it's funny. It's yeah. not because, you know, I went up on stage and I was like, hello, everybody. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, hilarious. <laughs> like, if I just walked up on stage and I was like, hello. yeah, I was like, ni hao, how are you? You know? No, no, no. I like hello better. <laughs> hello. Hey, let me tell you this funny ass fucking story. You know Bart, right? Yeah. So during this time, <laughs> we had this company called Go For Broke. What we did with that company, we donated it to the Gopher Broke Foundation. All of our proceeds are closed, whatever. We gave it all to them. Uh, so before we do all that stuff, uh, we decided they wanted us to give a speech. And it was to this uh, Chinese-American after-school thing, right? Word. And there was people who didn't speak English. They spoke Mandarin. Bart speaks Mandarin. And I'm like, oh, this is a great way for us to connect to our Asian community. Let me tell you what this motherfucker Bart is. Bart walks up on stage, right? He grabs the mic. First word he says that comes out of his mouth. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, <gasps> you just see Bart say it. Bart's cracking up to himself. Ain't nobody laughing. No way. I'm mortified. I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> Do they know Bart? Huh? No. Oh, because this man. is this is this is a formal event. Yeah, yeah. Like the mayor of like Monterey oh, Park is there, bro. And there's like these old Chinese people. He just goes, <laughs> "Hello." I'm like, "Son of a bitch, this motherfucker, dude." Yo, man, I love Bart, bro. That fool's nuts. I love him, bro. Like, man, you gotta understand, bro. I, like, this is like beginning YouTube days where I'm watching Tim De La Ghetto when he's Tim De La Ghetto. Now he's uh, Chantarongsu. But uh, oh, his his name. But uh, Bart and Joe, just kidding. Films. Mm. Th those were my three cats. Yo, that I was watching. And, and Niga Higa. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All Asian cats. Yeah. That I was watching, yo. And uh, I knew you when you were fat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you, and now you. you know. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, it's got very it. unnecessary. It's, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were hacky and fat. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's even more unnecessary. <laughs> Your business failed. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, yo. I asked. Uh, I asked my boys. I asked my quick little sidebar. I asked yeah. my boys because I'm, I'm I'm writing something right now because yeah. I'm, I'm having meetings with the execs, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I've had those. I've already done what you've done. We'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You have a film in Sundance? No? All right, cool. Ooh, okay. All right. Shall we continue? You're on my podcast, to... right? Oh, that's crazy. Oh, shit. This is why I have no friends. This is why I have no fucking friends. Hey, bro. Look at my eyes. <laughs> oh, I... oh, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Asian community that I was cornered. <laughs> you see what I mean? Oh, hey, right. I'm fucking crying. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, so look. So uh, I asked my homies, bro. I was like, hey, yo, I'm writing something right now. 
Um, but I, I'm trying to roast myself in in the uh, in the script, and I'm just I'm just so perfect I can't find the words, you know. <laughs> but I was like telling my boys, like, "Yo, can y'all just roast me? Just give me no mercy, whatever." And my boys, they, you know, they, they threw roast at that, and I was kind of like, "Man, I, y'all could go harder, bro." Like, you know, I was doing I was doing some basic shit, my weak ass beard, and you know, saying, uh, you know, they were going with my my hair and shit like that, and I was like, "Nah, y'all can go harder." And my boy goes. Man, fuck you, bro. Your business was whack and it never worked. And he, they started going about my studio. And I was like, hey, hold okay. on a second. I, said, I was like, okay, y'all are warming up. Yeah. I was like, hey, so we're done. Uh, and we're not friends anymore. They said, they said Yo, your business didn't work, bro. <laughs> you lying somehow here with your momentum. You're just, nah, Nick. Your business didn't work, bro. You tried and it failed. Yo, when the homies roast you like that, that shit is so painful. It's like, hey, why you gotta go there, hey, bro? bro? But you know what, bro? That's how I know. That. That's how I know they love me. You know what I'm saying? It's this form of endearment. You said that right now because you care, bro. <laughs> now, that reminds me of this roast that I did recently. Oh, and, you know, like when uh, you roast a friend on like a story, yeah. and it just says red, but they reply back. I'm oh. like, ah, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> like. You have to send an LMAO after, like, like to show them it was yeah. a joke. Like, we're yeah. laughing, right? Like, LOL, exclamation. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. How you been? You good? Yeah. Hey, miss you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just keep calling. Straight up, bro. <laughs> you got to call them, bro. Yeah, I just I called up. Hey, man, just checking on you. <laughs> you know, checking in on your mental health. Like, how you been? Fucking leaving voicemails and shit. Because this uh. will always be posting, yo, back on my fitness grind. Back on my fitness grind. Word. And I'm like... Dog, you are the only person I know that has posted this for fucking 12 years straight and you've gotten fatter. And like, I just wrote that to him real quick. He's on that DJ Khaled. Yeah, and I wrote that to him real quick. <laughs> he just left it on red. <laughs> has responded back to me. Hey, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> you know me. Like, we've been friends for like 10 years. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. You know what you were doing with your fucking constant fat stories. I, how are you fucking worse than your before pick? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not, that's not cool, bro. Yeah, and well, you know, because he's trying to lose weight because he has a wedding coming up next year. And he's like, yo, I'm back on that fitness grind. I was like, just buy a bigger suit. <laughs> That'll do it, bro. And I, my problem is like after that one joke, I made like two or three more after yeah. on every slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, He's just God, good bro. with it. I guess that was like a little personal thing. I didn't know that he felt a certain way. You kind of just have to know. You have to know who you're dealing with, right? Like if you're if you you throw anything at me that is an insult i know it's coming from a great place yeah. and you're you're roasting me you know what yeah, are you gonna yeah. say like if, if somebody doesn't know me and they're throwing it at me then it's kind of just like whoa yeah i would never say to somebody that's not a good friend yeah like, if it's like even like a, an acquaintance they don't get they don't, i don't talk to them like this. that's what i'm saying it's like yeah. yo like you can't be you can't be that offended bro come on bro look like you know what i mean i man my, my cousin bro i like i i was uh <laughs> I, I said something, but like we're we're like playing we're playing pool, right? And uh, we're it was like on teams, and so uh, it was his turn, and he 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 missed whatever, and I was just like, oh, he missed just like his sex life, right? <laughs> and bro, my man didn't talk to me the entire day, bro. And I was like, he literally was ignoring me, like I was right next to him, and he just wasn't saying a word. I'm like, oh, you that's good? a pretty soft one. You though. good, bro? Soft. That was but, really but, soft. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I and I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? I had I didn't know that that was the reason at the time. I was just, I just know I'm like, yo, my man's ignoring me. And then we're kind of like with a group, and it's noticeable. Everybody's kind of just like, yo, are you good? And uh, he called me the next day and was like, telling me like, hey, bro, this is what it is. This is what it was instead. And he's like, you know, 
it's kind of like he's kind of going through that right now with his insecurities and and I'm kind of just like I was like well, damn so the joke was that good huh? I was yeah how <laughs> <laughs> was it the joke was that good huh? yeah. but I, but I'm kind of just like bro like we're cousins bro we're fam like you know and even the way I I'm like yo like I would if I would have known that that would have made you act like that I would have never said oh, 100%. that hundred percent you know what I'm saying like you know also to keep your composure and then talk about it after yeah you know but uh but you know it's 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 that that's one of my things though it's like it's like know who you're talking to you know say like yeah, like I remember when this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. High school, I still remember this roast because it got me so bad because I can't grow sideburns. And then they saw the side of my hair. He was like, David got Japanese pussy hair on the side of his head. And dog, I I fucking cried laughing because of how fucking funny that shit was, dude. This motherfucker said I had to walk around with my sideburns pixelated. And that shit, that shit till this day makes me laugh. Oh my God. I remember just everybody died laughing. And and I was trying to roast him back, but I couldn't stop laughing at his joke. (laughs) You're like, what if you... (laughs) I was like, you, you? And I, but I couldn't stop laughing. I was yeah. like, fuck, that shit was so fucking funny, dude. Oh, and man. I've used that roast on somebody else too. Credits to him, by the way. Word, and I roasted word. somebody back with that shit. It is so fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he, bro. And the, I think what made it so funny too is that he never roasts people. But for some reason that day he was on one. Just had it. And he got me so fucking hard, oh, dude. And I, it's like, I love that shit when your friend roasted to the point where I, I'm, I'm laughing as hard as everybody else is. I can't say shit. Yeah, bro. I think I think uh, that's the. the <laughs> I just read a text right. This is this is my friend, but like he he goes. I text him a screenshot of the movie take. I'm gonna go watch Thor, right? Uh-huh. And I and he said he texts back. He goes, I don't care. And I was and I'm going with him. <laughs> he goes, I don't care. And I was like, I go, I go. You love me, right? And, and I said, you always love me. You always care, and you love me. And he just told me right now. He says, I love the idea of you, not actually you. That's fucking hilarious. That's just dude. how like. I don't know, bro. We I mean, just... if you if you ever go into like, this is why I always say too, when people kind of uh, try to cancel people off of like text messages that they see from other people. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you said that. I was like, show me your text messages. Word. Like, I want to see your text messages that you, when you text your friends and your boys, all the fucked up shit you guys sent. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times when people joke <clears throat> around like that, we're allowed to go to the far end of darkness and comedy with our friends yeah. because we know it's between us. Yeah. We would never repeat it to somebody else. It's Word. not how we feel. It's just stupid. It's yeah. dumb. And you yeah. see that a lot. But all those same people, they'll type like, I can't believe you would say something even in your private conversations. Show me your text. Yeah, straight up. I want, I want to see it. Man, let me see them them group chats. Oh, the group chats are fucking <sighs> wild, dude. It, you know, bro, all my boys are like working entertainers. Like, bro, my boy, my boy is Jay from State Farm. That's like one of the homies. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I get that motherfucker canceled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I, if I, I'm just saying that with no. love. But you know, saying like, bro, like the group chats, bro, the group chats are insane, bro. You're kind of just like, oh my god. Oh, that's why I always get, go in on the on the celebrities who go online and they trash other people about like being holy and pious, right? Mm. It's like, oh, like I'm this shining light of what's moral and shit. Yeah. And those are the people I always go in on the most is because like, bro, I know you and I know your circle and I know how much of a fucking piece of shit you are. Yeah. And it's like at any fucking moment, I become a fucking millionaire. Everybody, I'm canceling. Watch, you just wait. All you motherfuckers out there that have been so hard trying to cancel other people for shit that you've been doing, yeah. all your shit's leaking. Yeah, Be that's careful. the worst, yo. That's the worst. I hate that shit because like, you guys are all in entertainment and yeah. you know, these private conversations are sometimes weird and fucked up. Yeah. But it's because we're throwing dumb jokes at each yeah. other. Right. And we're saying in the comfort of our boys. You exactly. Know what I'm yeah, for sure. Girls too. Girls do the same fucking shit. 100%. Like, listen, I've, I could, I just got a glimpse of one of my homegirls, like group chats that they have. You want to talk about men who objectify women? Dog, this female group chat is wild, dude. Bro. Sending dick imagine, pics bro. to each other and shit. They send, yo, that's what's wild. Is like they're sending the dick pics that they've received and they send it to the girls. It's one of those like, well, what did they say? Yeah. <laughs> what did they think about mine? But but no, but for real though, it's like, damn, they they it's the same, it's the same thing, bro. I've really, I've really let go of the idea of like men and women are different. They're not. They really just, they, they like sexually or, or the way that shit, like we're human beings, yo. We think that we think about these things, we say these things, we we do these actions. It's like, yo, do men cheat more than women? I don't know. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? But see, like, that's like even for me when people ask. Like, people have asked me to talk about this for a lot. It's like, yo, talk about that Reddit thread with like, you know, where people talk shit about you and like JK, all your friends. I'm word. like, why? Why do I have to do that? It's not because I'm better than them. It's just that those people are just like me. Yeah. Like we're just talking shit. Yeah. So why do I have to go out of my way and stop people talking shit about me on Reddit when I do the same thing? You do, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna be the first person to say you do be talking shit. <laughs> I be talking shit. It's like I'm not any better than those people on yeah. Reddit. The only difference is, is I show my face and I'm not afraid to say it in front of somebody's face. Word. Behind their whatever. Whatever I say <clears throat> behind your back, I'll say it directly to your face yeah. ten times more. Yeah. So really what they're doing is relatively harmless, right? They yeah. found entertainment, you know, hating on people. That's fine. I don't I don't care because if I say you should shut down that Reddit page, then I'm being a hypocrite because at the end of the day, they are just discussing about shit about me that they hate that I've put out into the ether. Yeah. So whatever they saw, how they interpret it is how it's what's allowed. Right. Right. It's how they interpret it. Yeah. They don't like the shit that I say. They oh, don't. I won't be talking about me cheating on my ex anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. I learned that on this podcast too. What is it? Three hey, podcasts ago. Let me tell you something. Hilarious. <laughs> that, that shit Bro, was great. Dog. My thing was like, and it, it, it didn't make it any better when like people look me up and that like at the time your your podcast was like the 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 first thing that was popping up when you look up my name mm. and it was that title oh Chris, shit and i'm over here like I, I almost wanted to be a bitch right and just like hit you up like yo can we like reword the, the title like i could have you know i know you could have you piece of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but either way regardless it's like like I, <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you piece of shit yeah. like, Yo, but, uh, but I mean, regardless, bro, I'm in control of my narrative. Nobody could, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to say? Like, you found out, you caught me. No, like, I I said what I well, said. Well, I don't I do understand I why do. people made such a big deal about it because I, cheating is pretty common. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, too, 
that's the thing I don't like, man. Like, I, I don't know how many times I could tell you how many people that I know that have cheated. I'm going on three years being single, by the way. That's which is the longest great. that I've never been, I've ever been single, bro. I haven't been single for this long. I've always been in a relationship. Is that by choice? Uh, being single? Yeah. yeah, for sure, bro. And I, and I, and I, and it was because of, 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 again, when I moved to Houston, but not even, I would say before that too, when I, when I, uh, uh, like got out of that relationship, um, the, I, I realized I was kind of just like thinking back of like the, the seven years that I was living in, in, in LA, seven, five out of those seven years, I was in a relationship with, you know, uh, I mean, it was different relationships, but I just added them up and it was, bro, five out of the seven. I moved out here to chase a dream to be an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, I invested yeah. five years of my time, bro. And for another person, you know what I mean? I'm not regretting it, but I also have to understand, I'm like, Damn, what did that? What would that feel like if I if I was five years if it were just me? Mm. And so that's kind Sounds of like my thing of like <laughs> what you say. What? That sounds like you're regretting it a little bit. No, no, I don't because I learned a lot. I learned a lot from every single relationship. I know not to live with a chick, not to cheat, not to <laughs> cheat for sure. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I would not go public with the relationship. Like go, you know what I mean? Like I've I've tried it. I've done it with uh, two relationships, and I'm kind of just like I'm cool on that. I, you I gotta would, find I, my thing is like when you. Uh, you know, go public with the relationship. Right. It really matters who the person is that you go public with, right? Okay. So my girl is not a social media person. Mm, right. Right? Yeah. She, she literally does it and posts whenever she feels like it, if it's fun. Right. Doesn't care about likes, doesn't care about follows, doesn't yeah. care about any of that shit. Yeah. And she's just enjoying it, having fun. Right. If you have somebody that's trying to leech off of your success or wants to be a part of all your shit, yeah. that's where it becomes problematic because now this is a business with us. Yeah. I don't want to make this a business. Word. You know? Yeah. That's where it gets really funky. Where like uh, <clears throat> certain girls, like, how come you don't post me? It's like, why are you why are you asking that? Yeah. Because what, what's gonna happen if I don't? Oh, do you want some followers? Do you want followers or do you wanna uh, some some girls they just wanna they wanna let other girls know that you're taken, you know what I'm saying? Or or it's it's they they also want the to be like, yo, I'm the one who who he's with. You know what I mean? It's there's a lot of there's a lot, I understand why they would wanna be seen. But for me, I'm like, I already, I already say so much about my personal life. I want to have some piece of privacy. Oh, a hundred percent. And there was a big reason why for me, for the longest time, I didn't put Mariel on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we have a certain way of joking. Like we fuck with each other a lot. Like we roast each other. We argue. We bicker back and forth. Word. All of all of our friends know this about us. That's how we used to flirt. Yeah. That's how we were since the day we got together. Nice. People see that. They're like, look at this toxic relationship. I'm like. This is how we fuck with each other. Yeah. Like, this is how we fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we don't ever fuck, but we fuck with each other a lot. <laughs> you know, like we, we literally do that all the time. Where, And there was this podcast episode where, you know, I was telling her like before she come on the podcast, like this is a comedy podcast. So let's just joke around. And then we, we would like do these like little, these stupid arguments where we're bickering. And this is not, these aren't big deals, but we're just trying to be entertaining and funny. Mm -hmm. And people are like, look at this toxic relationship. Look how David doesn't let her do things, how he talks over her. I'm like, Okay, so this bit's not working, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, so I stopped bringing her on yeah. because what was being perceived versus how we actually are. And they're like, well, this is how it is in my... And they would project their personal relationships on ours. It's like, this is not... And it's not worth explaining. Yeah. I was like, this is a podcast. Yeah. You're not there with us in our personal lives. There's 99% of stuff about Mary that people will never, ever know because yeah. she's, you know, I'm with her. Right. And we have very personal things. You'll never know that stuff. You'll never know how we are in our, our behind closed doors. You'll never know like our certain level of affection. 
all that other shit is going to be a mystery to you for the rest of your fucking lives. Yeah. Because it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And I like it that way. It makes it more special. Right. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like, if I tell personal stories about, like, girls, it's never about sexual stuff or crazy personal shit about Mariel. It's all my previous past relationships. Right. Yeah. Because I, I'm protecting not only her image, but who she is as a person. Right. You'll never know. You'll, you don't know any of the shit that goes on with me and her. Yeah. When I tell all these, like, weird stories about women, it's never about her. It's always about somebody from the past. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <clears throat> I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I, I've really been big on like protecting. Uh, uh, I don't know. This. It's gonna sound cliche. It's kind of the thing now, but like protecting my energy, protecting. You know, what I mean, like. Oh, you definitely moved back to L.A. Look you at know that what I'm shit. saying? <laughs> yeah, bro. I've been. I mean, but I was. I was learning that back home, man. I, I was learning from my cousin. Shout out to Be Easy. He was uh, really being about like you know like you don't really realize like how much energy you're putting into somebody else. I mean, literally when yeah, you're having yeah, yeah. sex, like when you, when you, you, when you exchange that, like we are, we're, we're, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I could, you know, you as well. We're, we're, we're very like, uh, we're legendary people, bro. I mean, I, I, I put that clip about, put that clip about the other podcast we had over here, but like, we really are like some great human beings, bro. And like to just me as a single person to just go out and just like have sex with a shorty, it's like they get all of that energy of like who I am and all this, uh, what I've, all this work and who I've become. And they just get that, you know, and, and what do I get in return? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I, you got to find I, somebody I, I, that kind of really helps build you up. Yeah, bro. Right? And that's yeah, the, bro. the hard part of finding that, that really good partner. And I think that's like what Kev has, you know, Kev has Mrs. Kev on stage. Yeah. They seem to build, I mean, I don't know them personally like that, but they seem to build each other up. Yeah, like they build the businesses that up. That squad a, is dope. Yeah, he's a she's a part of his business. The on stages. Yeah, they're the on stages. Yeah, and it's really fucking nice to see that shit. Yeah, right? hell yeah. And I think like that's what people should want. Not so much like his his wealth and his success, but just having a partner there that's there for you. And I straight say, up, yeah, it's just nice, man. Man, that companionship, man, it's 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 real. I've seen it live. I've been on the. I've, I've been uh, fortunate. Kev was uh you know brought me on the road with him a few uh, dates and stuff, and I've seen that, seen it live. You know what I mean? And and how they are as a family, how they are as uh, uh, business partners, and how they are working. Like, yo, it's it's uh, it's definitely inspiring to see, bro. It's, They're a fucking unit, dude. Yeah, it's cool. It's super cool, Dang, bro. If you didn't cheat, you would have that too, all right? You know, Kev tried throwing <laughs> that at me, and I was like, you cheat on diet. <laughs> you cheat on diet And then every he texted day. you a month later, hey, man, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. He tried that. Like, he tried using that on me. He was just like, but you cheated on her. And I was like, but you cheat on diet, bro. <laughs> So we're, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I'll tell you this right now, man. It's like, I was like, I got to just lose this extra 20 pounds. I got to take the fat jokes away from people on the roast. Once that's gone, you got nothing, motherfucker. Yeah. And besides bro. Asian jokes. I got to work, a, have a work around around that and shit. You know, I have a, uh, I have a friend, shout out to Rose, a uh, 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 virtual, Rose virtual reality uh, in, in Houston. And she was helping out the studio. She was, she was the reason I had like 360 comedy shows and she's a big fan of you, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. She says she misses uh, Fat David. Oh, dog. Everybody says that shit. I'm, I'm too cute now. What's up, bitch? No, no. <laughs> but, uh, but no, she is a big fan of you, bro. I, I, I'm glad it just popped in my head, bro. You know but, what yeah. the funny thing is, is like I had to, to, to really think about the whole fat thing and the funny thing, right? Because I kind of tied my identity to being a big guy so much. That it was it was detrimental to me. You got the Jonah Hill fat. Yeah, it really was that yeah. shit, right? It's like, oh, fat is synonymous with David, and I always assumed uh, with myself, it's like, oh, if you're not fat, you're not going to be funny. And a lot of my standup was a lot of fat jokes about myself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There was a big trigger moment where I was out in the South and I was doing a set, and I made you know self-deprecating fat jokes about myself. But in the South, I'm skinny. 
Mm. These motherfuckers are fat and they didn't get the jokes. I was like, oh. It's like, I've I've used this shit so much as a crutch. I just stopped being funny. Yeah. I just started using this just like I was using these cheap Asian, hacky Asian jokes. Yeah. And now I'm using these hacky fat jokes. Word. Right? And there's yeah. ways to do fat jokes where it's not hacky. But I used it as a crutch. And I'm right. like, okay, these... There's like pieces to this puzzle to why I should lose fucking weight. Obviously, the health thing and all this other stuff was another reason too. Yeah. But those were these like little clicking moments where I'm like, oh, this isn't a really good thing to have. Yeah. You know, and people are like, oh, I miss Fat David. It's like, well, you miss Fat David because you relate to that person because you're fat. Oh, shit. You know? So you see greatness in me and you want to feel okay with yourself because I'm fat. So as long as somebody you look up to is fat, you're okay with it. But if I lose weight, you lose this hero. Same thing. That's the shit that happened with Lizzo. All the people who like you, uh, who like fat, or they're fat. Only, my fans are only fat. With a PH, with a PH. No, that's, but that's really what, what happened. I got a lot of messages like that. They're what like, oh, Lizzo, you were bro. like our fat king and all this yeah. like weird shit, you know? <laughs> like, you were our fucking blubber baby. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, but they were just, they would see You're my this. Buddha. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're my big baby Buddha. I'm mm. like, cool. All right, let's fuck. But, <laughs> They they saw something in me that they saw in themselves and they wanted to be like, oh, this big guy has confidence. I could have confidence too. Word. And, you know, when I lost the weight, they kind of lost like this. They didn't feel comfortable being big because I wasn't big anymore. And I'm mm. like, well, that's a deeper problem that you have. Mm. Right? That's something that you have to figure out. Yeah. And great example of this too. Or Re- maybe maybe just even representing insecurities. So maybe even if they weren't fat, they're rep- you were representing being confident in your mm-hmm. skin. Yeah. Right? Being confident in what, what would be an insecurity is being fat. Yeah. And that's a really good point too. Yeah. And I, I was telling this one kid. So I, was I just tried saving all your supporters, bro. I you called all your supporters fat, bro. I, well, fat is not a bad thing, you <laughs> fat shamer. There you go. <laughs> Cancel them. So... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is like for the select amount of big people that were DMing me, right? right? And there was a guy that I saw recently. I went on a hike and he was a bigger dude. Mm. He was a fan of mine. And I looked at him and I already knew his prototype because his prototype was my type. Everything, it, it was like 100 degrees and this was wearing all black. I'm like, I know why you're wearing all black because you're self-conscious about, you know, the way you look. Yeah. And, you know, when you wear dark clothes, it hides your fatness or whatever, right? And I see that and then I go hike into this waterfall and I take off my shirt and I'm going in there and I come back out. And Loki, what he said was a little offensive, but he was like, bro, you got a lot of confidence. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. you <laughs> you're <know>? brave. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're brave. Yeah, you're yeah. a hero. You're a national hero. <laughs> Why? Because you took your shirt off. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. fuck you. Go die. Mm-hmm. And But he was a fan. And I was like, yeah, man. It's, I was like, well, go in the waterfall. And he goes, nah, man, I can't do all that. And I was like, why? He's like, I'm a big guy, man. So I don't want to take off my shirt in public. I was like, well, what's the problem? Now you're just keeping your shirt on just because you're going to make other people feel uncomfortable because you're ashamed. Ashamed of what? If you're fat, you're fat. Yeah. You know? You ain't, it ain't hiding it. Yeah. That's I was a like, good point, that actually. waterfall feels fucking good and you want to go in there, just fucking go in there. Yeah. Like, the, what are you tripping about? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to have this experience in your life that you really fucking want because you're overweight. Yeah. You know this about yourself. Right. Everybody who sees you knows you're overweight. Whether right. you keep that shirt on or not, is doesn't you take make off a shirt, f- you're going to go, whoa, this guy's been fat the whole time? <laughs> yeah. They're like, holy shit. Yo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, if anything else, if you go in that waterfall with your shirt on, dog, that's a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it up. might be better if you just take off your fucking yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. And so I was talking to him. Guy takes off his shirt. Nice. Goes into that waterfall. Yeah. I was like, how does that feel? I was like, eh, it feels fucking good, man. He goes, I still feel like people are watching me. I was like, let them fucking watch you then. 
Whatever. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like now you're in that waterfall and now you feel fucking good. Yeah. Now just take that shit and run with it. Like anytime you go to a pool, you go to a fucking lake, you're at a beach, you take off your fucking shirt and go in that water. It doesn't yeah. matter what people fucking think. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird thing. And it's like that mental thing that people have. From bro. David Soda to David Goggins real quick, bro. <laughs> Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Stay hard. Stay hard. Dick hard. Body hard. Everything hard. <laughs> yeah. But like watching him, it reminded me of myself a lot. Yeah. Right. Where he's so concerned about this thing. And I asked him too, I was like, why are you on this hike? He goes, because I want to lose weight. I was like, That's great. You want to lose weight. The process is just as important as, important as the end goal. Right. It's yeah. like, I never lost weight because I hated myself. The like, process is just as important as the end goal. Yeah. I like that. It's all about that shit. I yeah. was like, you not appreciating yourself is not going to change just because you lose the fucking weight. Yeah. That's something that you have to deal with before you lose the weight. Because right. if you don't deal with that shit, you'll gain that weight right the fuck back. Yeah. Because what if you get a breakup? What if you lose your job? Mm, yeah. All this trauma, what are you going to go back to? You're going right. to go back to that fucking same guy that kept his shirt on at that fucking waterfall because you were afraid that people were going to judge you. Right. You didn't fix that shit. Yeah. So when you go do things in life, just do it. You know, it's so weird because I'm lecturing this fool <laughs> in the middle of a hike that I just met. Word. But, I, you know, I'm basically talking to him like I'm talking to myself seven, eight years ago. Yeah. You know, but it felt good to watch that kid take off his fucking shirt and go in that fucking waterfall. That's tight, bro. You know, and Hell it's like, yeah. I hope, you know, I don't know if he's watching this, but he says he listened to the podcast and I'm really glad he did and I hope he's still losing weight and killing it. You know? Hell yeah, bro. Good shit. Yo, that's tight. That's tight. Did y'all split a Slim Jim after that? Or what? <laughs> I sucked his dick, actually. Oh, work? <laughs> oh, shit. Stay hard. Stay hard, motherfucker. Stay hard. Well, you've completed your task. <laughs> <laughs> This is your gift, me lord. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, shit. I That's want good. to see your thing. <laughs> That's good, bro. Shit, man. Yeah, bro. It's fucking life, man. Yeah. It's just how, we, how we're getting down, man. Yeah, so when you walk outside with that fucked up hair of yours, bro, don't even fucking worry about it. i tell you what, bro. I've been getting the most compliments I've ever gotten with my hair, bro. Like this, bro. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that. Appreciate the trans movement that you're a part of, and they fucking love hey, that shit. Hey, let me tell you something, bro. I'm in, in transition right now, bro, and it's uh, it's a process. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely. Hey, I'm glad you moved back, though. This is where you should be. Yeah, bro. It feels that. It feels that way. It yeah. feels. It feels like uh, I, I I should be here, and, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it does. I'm yeah. glad that it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Like, was this the right move? And it's like. I got I got a dope support system, bro. Like when you found out I was here, you hit me like right away, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you've been trying to kick it with me. And I haven't, I've been flaky because I haven't had a car out here. My Ubers, the Ubers were fucking crazy, bro. You oh, live way the fuck oh, out I here. I completely understood. When you yeah. told me you didn't have a car, I was like, hey, just stay at home. Yeah. These Ubers are pricey. Bro. Oh, it's insane, bro. I've been driving my car to the airport and just parking it there because it's cheaper than the fucking Uber, dude. It's crazy, bro. And you know, they have this feature now with like, if you can't uh, pay the Uber, the Uber, because I'm such a, a reliable uh, uh, customer, it's on them, right? And I was like, oh, damn, that's cool, right? Oh, really? And then, and then I ran it again, and it said, "Can't uh, your, uh, the payment didn't go through, but since you're such a reliable customer, it's on us. And I'm like, where is this going? Yeah. Because... <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this until it you know, stops. Yeah, bro. And then eventually, they they uh, well, they they hit me with the okie doke. They said, um, you have some uh, rides that you haven't completed, and they, it sends me to the the list of the ones that they were on them. Yeah, They're basically saying like, we, we got it right now, but you got to obviously right. It's like they you got to pay it uh, later. So like, yeah, I, I went through all that whole little system my first like couple weeks out here. 
That's what's so crazy about that, bro. And I and and I, I don't want to like. I mean, I don't know. It's been a little minute, but I I want to share this, man. Like people, people. Uh, it, it's all it, a lot of it's perception, right? And we say this on uh, like uh, uh, on Instagram where they say like a lot of people are fake flexing or a lot of people. Everybody, it's, it's all fake. I know. Yeah, you, you know, and and you know what? There pro- there are people who are fake flexing, right? And then there's people who um they they only post when there's positive stuff, when it's happy stuff, when it, when, or their accomplishments and all these things and, and not necessarily happy at home. And, and that's another story too. And like, what for me, bro, my example is that like, I performed at the Laugh Factory. Nobody knows that I'm, I was negative $800. Yeah. I'm negative, bro. But I'm on stage and I'm, and I got my voice. I got this confidence. I'm walking as if I have a million dollars in my account. My account doesn't represent me. You understand? And so like I'm posting all these things and I have this feeling of like, you know, I I feel like I treat my Instagram, what I, sh- I think a lot of people do, they treat it like it's it's your house. You hang up nice art pieces. You don't hang up your fucking negative account, your eviction mm-hmm. letter. You don't hang up those. You hang up the things that you're most proud of or your family photos and all these things. That's how I consider it. And so, you know, I don't really stress too much about what other people are trying to perceive. Like they want us to be like, you know, uh, you know, is it fake or is it not, bro? Like, bro, like my, 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 uh, I want, I want to say this to inspire those who are, are maybe they're struggling financially and all these things. It's like the money's always going to come, always going to come. Just as long as you just keep moving forward and you keep that forward motion, you don't just sit around just like moping and kind of like feeling depressed and all these things. Like, yo, give yourself an hour to feel that and then, and then get up, you know, and do something, you know what I mean? Because you know, I got, I got an editing gig, you know what I'm saying? I got this, I got this. And then like money started rolling in and okay, cool. I'm, I'm back. But yo, like for a minute, bro, had no money. That's cause I, I, I kind of told on myself with the whole Uber thing when I said the car declined. Yeah. Yeah. My, my cars were declining, bro. And I'm still out here. You know what I mean? It, because it was like, you know, if, if, if you're not, if you're new to this or a lot of people didn't make the move to go to LA because they know it's expensive, especially right now, the way gas prices are and all this stuff, bro. It's like, Oh my God, don't even, I got a forerunner like an idiot, bro. And you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, you, you, it's literally, you're, you're, you can make whatever you want to make of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you, if you want to make it out here, you can, you can absolutely make it out here legally. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to do no wild shit. You could just, you just have to be efficient. You just have to keep going. You're going to be negative. You know what I mean? Like, I've been negative so many times. I got evicted twice the seven years I lived out here. I've got evicted, yo. I've been back on the couch. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying on my cousin's couch right now. You know what I mean? But I'm not, that doesn't, it doesn't scare me. It doesn't make me less of a man. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, you, so you just out here faking on the ground. No, I'm not. I'm doing what I'd love to do. Like, it doesn't make me a loser. It doesn't make, it doesn't me, make me a loser. It doesn't, Mom. Make, it doesn't make me a fucking failure. Yeah. It doesn't make me, it doesn't. You know? <laughs> Like, hey, bro, (laughs) you know, just because I lost my studio, you know, Uber's pitying me, yeah, yeah, bro. But I I mean, I'm I'm just saying that, man, because like, you know, uh, it it doesn't don't let it stop who you are, yo. You know what I mean? Like, have you have still rock the 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 confidence that you have and still be the person who you are, and you know, do like honestly, man, I do what makes me happy, and the money comes. Yeah, yeah, you know, Uh, uh, um, Issa didn't have to hit me up. You know, she didn't have to. All I was doing was doing what, like, I was staying in my lane and uh, I was in Houston. I didn't want to sit around doing nothing, just gaining weight and being with my fam. I wanted to create something. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to keep that same 
urgency that I've always had in LA, that same drive. And I just made a path, yo, you know, and, and people saw, people were noticing, Issa looked out. So it's like, all I did was do what I love to do and make people laugh. And that's still what I'm doing. The Usher thing, the Usher, the Dominican Usher went fucking viral, bro. And the Usher retweeted it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. But does that make me rich? Does that make me, nah, but like, cool. I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is just, just building this, this momentum. Yeah, yo. And I'm telling you, man, like, People definitely like to flex a lot because they feel like that's the thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and I've been to a lot of these events where I've seen these people who are influencers and some of them are doing really, really well and some of them are faking it. And I've, you know, they show me their shit. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, all right. Like, what, what does this mean to me? You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, we should do works or video together. It's like, hey, I'm not here for any of that. I'm here to watch a fucking movie. Where like, you guys do your own thing. Yeah. But, you know, I see some of these guys and some of these young kids are super fucking cool. But I have met a handful of them who definitely flex really hard like they're living it up. But then I see them at the event. I see what they roll up in. It's like, oh, only one of you have a car and there's six of you riding in this shit and you yeah. guys live in an apartment and you're broke. You guys flex like you have a lot of money though. Yeah. You know, you yeah. sure as hell buy a lot of stupid shit when you're broke as fuck. Nah, what dude. the fuck are you doing? Right, And right. they're like, oh, that money will come. It's like, no, it might, it might. But you're on a platform like TikTok that doesn't make money. Yeah. So what you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they they make these kids believe that they're living the best life. And I literally see them fucking split a grilled cheese sandwich. It's like, bro, you are broke. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, that's it's the thing. Okay. It's okay to be broke. And it's also like it, it makes it for even better content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about that. You know what I mean? Make that 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 content. You know, bro, I made the best content when I was just down and out. Yeah. Because I had this chip on my shoulder. Like yeah. You know, me and Tim talk about this a lot. It's like, dude, when we were broke, we would have done anything we could to stay as creative as possible. Yeah. And a lot of the times our issue is complacency. Like we lost our drive and our hunger. Yeah. Lost but your I've, drive because your Tesla's doing all the driving. <laughs> hey, I got a forerunner now. Like, like a fucking idiot. Right? I was like, oh, I'm done with this Tesla. I'm going to get this forerunner. Yeah. It turns out gas costs like 700 a month. I should have kept the Tesla. I'm Man. a fucking idiot. Yeah. But now I'm just like, now even for me, I had that phase too when I was making, uh, you know, a lot of money mm -hmm. and I wasn't reinvesting it at all. I was just buying whatever the fuck I wanted. Got the Tesla, got the kicks, got everything. Yeah. And then I was just like, this shit's useless. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I do understand why, like, and like different strokes for different folks, right? And when I say people who are materialistic, I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm saying if that's you, that's you. Like Word. buying nice dope shit makes you happy. Then, hey, that's you. Yeah. But that wasn't it for me. And I Word. thought it was. Yeah. And I, once I got rid of that shit, I'm like, okay, let me refocus in the things that I love. Like, you know, developing this brand, Secret Society. Like, it's contemporary fashion basics. I'm trying to create something in a space where it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Right? High fashion basics that isn't going to cost you fucking $300 for a hoodie. Mm -hmm. It'll be their quality and even better at a fraction of the price. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. It's not, it's not fast fashion. It's not going to be $30, $40 hoodies, yeah, right? For yeah. sure. And when people receive the products, they understand that. Right. But I've been trying that because it's a passion. Doing the matcha shit is a fucking passion. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with entertainment, any of that stuff. But it's something that I want to complete because it's what I want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that was hard for me too because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a comic. I'm supposed to be an entertainer. What am I doing this matcha business for? Right. But I rerouted my thoughts and I was like, no, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. If I want it, I should take it. Yeah. And now I'm letting other people fucking yap in my ear about what I should do. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do what I want to do. Straight up. Right? And then pursue it 100% and then see what happens with it. Yeah. And if it becomes Creator Space Houston, then that's what happens. Yeah. 
right. and then I hope you have another space on your couch for me. Oh. <laughs> we go split the cushions in half. And hey, then we'll bro, see. man, I listen, bro. I listen. I, my thing is like I just it, it's on pause. You know, that's, yeah. how I, that's how I put it. It's on pause, man. Until you know, I, I handle business out here, and and then I go back out there and go bigger and better. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe get in the place where there's not homeless people jacking each other off. Well, that too, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, bro. It was a lot going on. The hotel but, next door to me. It was like. <laughs> but the good thing is, is like you get to refocus. But I really do feel it was a good thing just from watching your new stand-up. It's different. It's mm. all different. Yeah. The vibes are different. The, the delivery is different. Everything is fucking different. Like you look like a different person on stage. I was like, oh shit, you're a lot better than I remembered. My right? man, yeah. You know, which was a little that. odd. And then I went back to some of your old clips. Like, oh, you did get a lot better. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh shit, this feels really, really comfortable. And that's like the stage that I think everybody wants to get to, right? Yeah, man. I appreciate that, bro. I just put, putting the work in, bro, for real. That's just, just fucking nuts. I'm a little jealous, dude. I'm a little envious. Like, hey, bro, but, you, but you're already having the question of getting back on stage, bro. And when you do, I want to I want to pull up, but like and not in a way- watch me bomb. Nah, you will bro, not show- like, <laughs> Nah, nah, to, to just work. I was when, like, hey, write notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to work, bro. Because uh, then we can help each other out. You know what I mean? Like when I'm on stage, you could have tags with me or whatever, bro, but- That'd be hella cool to be in that process with you. I got no notes for you. I think you're doing great. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I'm not that, I don't scrutinize stand-up like that that much. Like, mm. I always say different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah, I'm just saying tags. Yeah, like, yeah If yeah. there's an idea that maybe, oh, you could shop, add this. Unless you a little different. Yeah. But, you say what? <laughs> I said, listen to your brother shop. <laughs> yeah, bro. He could kill me. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's, have you ever met him? Who? Brendan Shop. No. Dog, his hand is literally like the size of this fucking cushion. Oh, word. Like, I shook his hand. I was like, you got a baseball mitt on, bro? Like, what the word. fuck is it? Because yeah. he was a former top 10 UFC heavyweight. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's fucking huge. So a lot of people may talk a lot of shit about him. You would never say that to his face. He could kill you. Yeah. If you, if he wanted to, he could literally smash your fucking face in, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, uh, go check out his latest special. Yeah. Uh, Gringo, Gringo, Poppy. Gringo Poppy, baby. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Pursue your dreams. Grow out that fro and just be happy. Gold jewelry everywhere. Always wear sunglasses indoors, even though you can't see shit. Hey, man, that's what people say. That they were in the club. Like, can you see them? I can't see shit, but I look cool doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All good. But you, you just fucking made out with a man for six hours? It's hey, like, hey, tell yes, you what, I did. Had great breath. <laughs> <laughs> If I can't see, it's all good, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. You, where, where can they follow you? Oh, yeah. Y'all can follow me on all platforms at Cristino Sosa, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-O Sosa. And I got my YouTube channel up and running. And uh, you guys can find me on YouTube.com slash Chris Sosa, C-R-I-S-S-O-S-A. And I also have a Patreon. You can find that link in my bio. I have a link tree. So check me out. Hit them up and we'll see you guys next time. Genius Brain every Sunday at 12 p.m. Let's go. Love y'all. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread 
this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their, if you, if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like, if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use hero bread because I get to eat without all the guilt. And it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S-1-0 at hero.co. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.